Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. It is Thursday, April 13th, 2023. Welcome to another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. Before we get into our five hard-hitting and somewhat easygoing topics, I guess it's a combination of the two, let's start with a tip of the cap, including to one of your former teammates who had quite the journey to make it to the show. Yeah, Michael Tonkin, uh, back in the day, 2016 with the Twins. I think we played it for a couple different years there. A hard-throwing reliever, um, I believe... His uh, brother-in-law, Jason Kubel, also, which is kind of a cool thing. He was gone. He was in Japan. He went to Mexico. He played indie ball. He's been in AAA. And then all of a sudden, last night, I see his uh, name in the box score for the Braves. Three innings pitched. Uh, really saved him uh, from having to use more of their bullpen. And, dude, like his quotes after the game are really cool. He's like, this is what I've been working for. There are times where I didn't think it was going to happen. But he's back in the big leagues on a really good club, and I think that's a, a cool story. So I definitely wanted to shout him out. So, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I love stories like that because I always ask, you know, when I'm fortunate enough to run into guests on the Rose Rotation who have had kind of that crazy journey to get to the bigs or get back to the mountaintop or whatever it may be, one of the questions I always ask is, why didn't you quit? You know, I remember asking Stephen Vogt that, who didn't make his big league debut to almost 28 years old and all that sort of stuff. And he's like, God, that is a really tough question. It's a great question. So I always love hearing stories like that, and that's why I wanted to get it in the show. Also to one of our brethren here at John Boy Media, Ian Happ got a three-year, $61 million extension. It might not be the nine figures you were predicting, but he is happy to remain at a place that he has called home his entire career. He has really kind of changed his role ever since he first got up to the big league club. He was around a ton of veterans that had won World Series. Now he's like the dude in town. We called, I called for nine figures because I thought the years were going to be a little bit more than that. He actually mm. beat my AAV. So it's like kind of a, yeah. a win-win there. He got, he gets three years, 61, I believe it is. And yep. I texted him last night. and said, dude, you deserve every penny. Like, you know, I had him on my show sequence uh, way back when he was explaining to me like how they were like sending him up and down. And I was looking at his numbers and I was like, how are they sending you down? And he's persevered through some things there in Chicago. Uh, and like you said, he's become a leader and he's had to change his role and do all these different things. But he's he's a guy that you want to give a contract to, that you want around the clubhouse. Yep. He's so professional, uh, approaches everything the right way. So, yeah, congrats, Happer. Man, that's freaking awesome. We know who's buying beers at the uh, holiday party for John yes. Boy Media. Continue to listen to The Compound, by the way. All right, let's get our show going. Uh, the reason I'm donning a Phillies cap is because of the amazing news I saw yesterday while I was busy moving our oldest son in San Diego that Bryce Harper has been working out several times at first base. We know he's coming back from the Tommy John, and the outfield is probably out until September, if at all. But... You get him on the field where they have no Reese Hoskins for the rest of the year, where Derek Hall's out the next two months because of thumb surgery. How big a story is this? 
it could end up being a big story. I'm still curious to see if they're going to go through with it because look, man, I tell people this all the time. You don't, you can't just like throw someone out there at first base. Like there's a lot of intricacies of that position. It's not like little league. You just put the big dude over there. Um, <laughs> but a guy like Bryce Harper and, and having Dickerson as his infield coach, like the tenacity that both of those guys have together, I could see them really working on this and working on this until it could happen. And if, it does end up happening a couple different things. First of all, a superstar like Bryce Harper coming to management and saying, I want to do this because it's going to help the team is awesome. Yeah. I talked yesterday about Garrett Cole being like the perfect ace for your team, worth every penny, uh, does everything the right way. I mean, the same goes for Bryce Harper. Like, Can you imagine like that deal looks better and better and better every single day? I know he's been hurt and he's got on the field, but having a superstar like that come to you to help the team having to work like that, I think is awesome. And if it, if he does end up playing first base, I think it'll help their, you know, roster flexibility. You have guys uh, shuttling in, mixing a DH. Maybe you go out and get someone at the deadline and put Schwarber or Castellanos at DH. Um, it just kind of opens up things for Thompson there. I think it's incredible. I, I hope it comes to fruition and I hope we see Harper making some diving plays and some plays on bunts and stuff like that. Cause it'll be, we'll have to, you know, give them even a bigger pat on the back. And we love Bryce here, but if you do that and you change positions mid season, it's pretty cool. Can I put a request in already, even though none of this has happened? Sure. I want to mic him up for the first game back at first base, because I want to hear everybody else's reaction when they get down there. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, it'd be great. I, I he'd be nervous. I bet he'd like not want to talk to people. Cause when you get out there, it's Probably. a whole different situation. Can you do whatever you yeah. want in practice? But then your head's spinning. I got to hold this guy on. Oh, are they going to bunt? Who, am I the cut for this position? Like, There's so many things going on. I bet you he'd be like nervous looking all around. Right. Well, I, I think that it makes a ton of sense when you sit and think about it. We know he's an exceptional athlete. Could he figure it out eventually at first base? Sure, he probably could. I mean, it's Kobe Clemens over there right now. Bohm is getting switched kind of in the middle of the game sometimes. They'll put Sosa third. He'll switch on over to first, that sort of stuff. I don't think it's great for the Phillies. Um, I don't know what sort of first base options there would be to trade for. But when you're talking about outfield, obviously you're opening it up because we're talking triple the number of outfielders out there instead of first baseman. Does that mean that they want to – is it the salary dump from a certain team? Is a Ramon Laureano a guy – that they would end up wanting to get, um, you know, th that's possible, I suppose. Are the, is it, We know that the Cardinals are about to have a really crowded outfield. Do the Phillies make a play there? I don't know if St. Louis would want to trade with the defending National League champions or not, but that would make sense if that's the direction they want to head. I don't know if I mean, the trade would reciprocate on the other side, but it's it's a thought. Yeah, I mean, obviously it improves your outfield defense if you can get Castellanos or Schwarber into that DH role and put somebody else out there that can play a little bit of defense. So I, I think it's a cool situation all around. I'm not sure it's 100% going to happen because Bryce has to pass you know, all of these different tests uh, before they get any game action out of them. But if it does, like I said, man, hats off to Bryce. So obviously it's a huge story, whether it's just a fun one or there's some more substance to it. And it's something that we'll be keeping our eye on over the next several weeks because he was never put on the 60 day uh, list. Mm -hmm. So that means he could be back earlier than the end of May, which would be something awesome. 
All right. Uh, one guy that's going to be down for a month, it sounds like, is former World Series MVP Corey Seager. Suffered a grade two hamstring while running the bases the other day for the first place Texas Rangers. Seager's off to a smoking start this year. But has his career accomplishments been overshadowed by injury? I don't I don't think so. I know there has been some injuries and he has missed some time. But in, in my mind, this is what I think about with Corey Seager. You know, obviously he comes up with the Dodgers and then just goes off in the 2020 postseason. They end up winning the World Series. I think that's what most Dodgers will remember him as, a guy that came and brought them a championship, okay? And then as far as like Rangers fans, I know he gets the big deal and now he's comes off, gets too off to a hot start here. Now he's hurt, but this dude's going to be in Texas until 2032 or something like that. So there's plenty of time to like get his legacy going uh, with the Texas Rangers. Look, man, injuries happen everywhere. I don't think it's fair to really label him as injury prone just yet and i think his accomplishments on the field probably outweigh the fact that he's been that he's had to miss some time like in my mind i don't see him as that you know if it continues you know far into his rangers tenure then maybe i'll change my mind but um i still see him as the guy that brought the title to la and and like i said he's got plenty of time in texas to you know write his story i guess he doesn't turn 29 until the end of the month Whenever we ask these sort of questions, I imagine myself sitting with 10 baseball buddies. Like if, when we're up at John Boy Media next week and we're hanging out and we say, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the name Corey Seager? If there's 10 people, I imagine two would say injuries because it is part of his narrative. You can't get around it. Uh, 2018, he missed 136 games. The next year, he missed almost 30 only eight in the pandemic shortened season when he won not only the National League MVP, but the World Series MVP. The next year, he missed 67 games. So there has been a run of a few years where he just hasn't been available. When he's been around, he's been great. You know, twice he's finished in the top 10 of the MVP voting. One year he finished third. I think it was his rookie of the year that he did. He's made three all-star teams. He's an extra base hitting machine when he's out there. Um so I do think that it's part of the discussion, but it's not the first thing I think of. And I don't think that's fair. When you, you know how hard it is to freaking win the MVP in both the championship series and the world series. There ain't a lot of guys that have done that and he pulled it off. Yeah. Like I said, I, I just don't associate him with that yet. I know he's, he's missed some time, but He's not a guy that I just say, oh, yeah, he's injured all the time. I see him as a really good player that went to Texas. For me, this is what I think about Corey Seager, okay? This is the truth because I'm in L.A. Um, wish he was still in L.A. I think a lot of Dodgers fans do. Um, I think of him as like almost like a Chris Bryant. Like you went to Colorado, and I think of Corey Seager. You went to Texas. Now, Texas is, is in a completely different realm than uh, Colorado is, but at the time mm – -hmm. They really weren't, you know, they brought in him and Simeon and then we were like, what's going to happen now? Obviously they've done a lot more since them. And you know, now they're off to a hot start. You bring in Jacob DeGrom, you're going to change my mind on some things. So that's kind of how I associate him. I'm like, you went to Texas, bro. Like there's other teams you could have went to, uh, but clearly he knew what they were, you know, trying to build over there. Uh, and, and they're in a good spot, but I, I think he'll be back this year, healthy after this hamstring thing. And look, man, if if they want to go anywhere, I'm talking about Texas here. He's got to be on the field producing. I think he will. Totally. You know, I think it, it was certainly this week. It was probably yesterday. We talked about 
what makes Garrett Cole's run in New York successful? Does he have to win a World Series when you get $300-plus million and you're the ace of his staff? I don't think it's the same situation with Corey Seager in part because they don't have almost 30 World Championships like the Yankees do. In fact, they have zero. So I think that if if he helps them get to the playoffs, which is something they haven't done in years, if they win a playoff series or two at some point during this tenure, I think that's good enough. Don't you? I mean, I don't think he has to justify himself with championships. No, I mean, it's difficult to do. It's not on one player. I mean, we know that baseball is not that kind of sport where one guy can kind of just take over. Now you can help a team, but if you don't have, you know, other guys doing it around you, like it's, it's just impossible. Uh, so no, I don't think he has. So I think, you know, staying on the field, being, you know, great in the community, putting up numbers, it's kind of all that he's asked to do. You know, the rest of the stuff is, like I said, team-based, not Corey Seager-based, in my opinion. Right. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Jared Kelnick, a 482-foot blast, the longest by a Mariner in the StatCast era, second longest this season to Giancarlo Stanton. He hit a ball in Wrigley yesterday that you just don't see him up there. He's off to a great start hitting 351. In the meantime, Jordan Walker, the 20-year-old rookie to St. Louis Cardinals, has now tied a record since 1900 by hitting safely in his first 12 career games. Which fast start is more likely to continue for you? This is a tough one for me because I'm going to have to speak a little bit negatively about one of my players, and I don't want to, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to because you challenge me all the time to do it, Chris. Uh, I think Kalanick's um, start will will probably last longer than Jordan Walker's. Uh, He's gone through the struggles already and he's made adjustments. You know, I was going through some video of him uh, last year. He had like five different, I'm talking about, uh, excuse me, Kelnick now. He has like five different stances, like trying to make adjustments, trying to figure things out. And like none of them really worked. You know, I think last September he hit some homers or something like that. But for the most part, just was really bad last year. Um, He worked on it this off season. You know, he's made some like, Posture adjustments, kind of standing more straight up, um, eliminated some excess movement, which is like, these are all growing pains of when you get to the big leagues. Like you got to eliminate the excess movement. You got to figure out what works for you. He's done that. Um, there, there's an article about a lot of Mariners dudes going and getting fit for their bats, like going up and, and setting themselves up, you know, on uh, getting their uh, biometrics done biomechanics done, excuse me. And they got fitted for bats. And I guess like his swing was so efficient that a lot of people were predicting this fast start. He's been able to do it. I think he'll continue to go off this year. He's still 23 years old, Chris. This guy was a massive prospect. He has the pedigree. I think he'll continue to do that. Jordan Walker, I think he's going to be a great big leaguer. I don't want this to come off as I'm bashing him. He's done an excellent job with what he's been presented with um, as a young big leaguer, but guys are challenging him right now. He's being super aggressive on, on first pitch fastballs. Eventually those dry up. I think they already did in this Milwaukee series. They started flipping that curveball up first pitch, getting him behind the count. He's going to have to go through an adjustment period. The pitchers are going to, you know, find his weaknesses and start to exploit them. Uh, so I think that Kelnick has gone through those pains uh, and he's better off for it. And he'll have a good year this year. Walker can have a good th- year this year, but I'm, assuming there's going to be a little bit of struggle as pitchers get a book on him. So I'll go with Kelnick to answer your question. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Uh, as fun as Walker has been to watch so far, and he did, you know, first of all, he is just an enormous human being, and he seems like such a great kid. I can't wait to talk to him somewhere down the line. Um, 
and the number of Cardinals players who you say you can't believe that he's 20 years old is yeah, 20 years baseball old. wise and and just maturity off the field is uh, you love to hear all that stuff. With all that being said, he's off to a great, great start, but only three of the 12 games is he had multiple hits. Um, so he's just he's kind of finding his way and. A 12-game hitting streak is a 12-game hitting streak. But, like, last night he was 0 for 3. He got one in his final at bat and to, to extend it. And that's great. I applaud him. You know, what Kelnick is doing is is something because he has already failed at this level. You talked about that. His rookie year, I, I said it. I was like, oh, my God. He is going to take over the world because of the swag he's got. He just looks like a big leaguer. The way he walks from the dugout to home plate, all that sort of stuff. And then he went over his last 37 before he gets sent down over his last 37. That will humble you in a hurry. So I think, you know, do I think he's going to hit 351 this year? No. If he hit 280 and had an OPS in the high sevens. I think that's a remarkable improvement for him. Everybody goes through it, man. You know, this game is just too hard, and the pitchers have the advantage so much. Like, eventually, yes, we're going to see a slide from – I mean, Kalnick as well. Like, he's going to have to continue to make little micro-adjustments. I want What I want for him is to find some sort of setup that he feels comfortable in, and he sticks with it so he can be consistent with it. Um, and then you just make these little micro-adjustments and, you know, maybe change your approach as far as, you know, when you're aggressive and – you know, working counts or trying to, you know, get off on that first pitch. All those things come into play, but I think both these guys are going to have good years. So I, I want to see Walker have a few games where he doesn't get a hit. And I want to see how he responds. 20 years right. old, man, it's real young. I know people say he's mature for his age, but it's it's going to be difficult at some points and he's going to have to rely on the veterans, which the Cardinals have in spades over there. I think he'll be okay. Well, not only that, We've talked about this several times over the last few weeks. They have such a tremendous amount of depth that if he oh. goes a little cold, that at some point they're not going to hesitate to say, hey, listen, it's okay. Go get yourself right down, down the farm. You think they'll it's do that? Not, I don't know. I, I mean, he'll have to struggle pretty poorly. Got to that point. Yeah. It'd have to be a pretty bad stretch where they say, yeah, go and work on some stuff. But yeah. But when you're a contending team and every game matters, and you've got guys that have already done it at this level. That's tough to sell to that clubhouse that, hey, we're just going to stick stick around with a 20-year-old rookie. Like, I don't know. It's just, I hate to put that out there because it's so negative and I don't want to do that with this kid because there's so much I like. If you're a fan of this show, then you know baseball season is in full swing and it is looking great. And whether you're rooting for the home team or betting on your favorite player, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered for all this season's action. Uh, right now, new customers can place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, everyone can hit it out of the park with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. You boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Join the big action now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app and sign up with code BASEBALL today. New customers can bet just $5, like I said, on any pregame Moneyline, and you get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. That's only a DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code BASEBALL today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. 
in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. All right. Oh, we got an interesting series tonight in the boogie down. Your boys, the Minnesota Twins, up, head up to New York. A pair of really good teams that have met in the playoffs several times over the last decade <laughs> and a half. How, how confident are you that this Minnesota team could exercise the demons of seasons past against the Yanks? Well, Chris, I'm confident, as I always am with my Twins. Uh, it definitely is something that's happened with Minnesota and New York. I try to say that it hasn't happened, but the numbers are just too staggering. I mean, the playoff losses are crazy. Uh, They haven't really fared well against them in the regular season as well. I'll say this about the twins this year. They can pitch with anybody. They've done it. They've done a really good job with their starters. Uh, They got one of the harder throwing bullpens in the league, uh, which I think you kind of have to have at this point. I saw a stat from 2010 to 2022. The twins were like, either second to last or last in bullpen velocity. That ain't how you do it. So this year they got some flamethrowers back there doing their thing. Um, the offense is still a little green for me. I know they've been they've been scoring some runs, but Carlos Correa still needs to get it going. Um, you know, Buck's been doing his thing, but we need some of these guys to kind of like step it up. Um, I'm confident. But not overly confident. I think I've been too too high on the Twins in the past years. I'm tempering my expectations a little bit. This is a good uh, litmus test for me, I guess. This series, there's some good pitching matchups. Sonny Gray misses it. Uh, we got Joe Ryan going tonight, and then the big matchup I believe is on Sunday. Garrett Cole versus Pablo Lopez, and that'll be yeah, fun that'll to be watch. Fun. Yep. Um, I think it's a big series. You talked about the pitching. Just some of the stats out there. The Twins are second in the league in ERA, second in strikeouts, fewest walks in the American League, tied for first in whip. If you're into any of those numbers, those are all pretty good. Um, the nice thing is, is that nobody has gone on the shelf, right? That has been the question mark with these guys, right? Is Sonny Gray going to make it the whole year? Maeda looks like he has bounced back very nicely from his arm issues. But Some of these guys have a track record of not making it all the way through the season. The good news for them is that they do have tremendous depth in their lineup. Now, it hasn't gone off, as you mentioned, but they've already had Correa miss a handful of games. Kepler, Gallo hasn't played since the home opener. Um, Yesterday, we saw Farmer go down. You know, he had to have his lip rearranged, so we don't know how long that's going to cost him. Even Buxton had an issue. On the base pads yesterday, and God, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, that looks that so bad. Bubble wrap. That yeah, looks, looks so bad. <laughs> right. But if I were a Twins fan, I wouldn't go into the New York series watching it like this. Oh, not again. Oh, but they're going to, just so you know. Just so you know, everyone in Minnesota. Yeah, I guess they will. Yeah. Um, I get it. But I would have tremendous confidence in this team because. As long as that pitching staff stays intact, the hell, you can't win a 2-1 or 3-2 game up there? I think they can, yeah. Neutralize Judge a little bit and uh, take your chances with the rest of them. I think that's probably what you should do no matter when you play the Yankees. Um, four games set, what do you got? 
split, call a split, and shake hands, walk away. Both teams happy. I still think the Yankees win three of four, but I think they're all really good games. Interesting. Correa, is he, is he playing right now? I think he is, right? Well, I think they're hoping to get him back tonight. Yeah. Several yeah. games. Yeah. Maybe the uh, last let's three go. or four. Do your thing. Be the villain we need you to be. You know what? You need to uh, you need to call him. Didn't you get his number when you hung out We're with boys. him at Fan Fest? We're boys. He respects my game, bro. Hold on. Is he in your phone? I don't know. I'd have to look. I, oh, that sure. is a lot. No. That's a, <laughs> you are going to know if Carlos Correa is. You check your contacts right now. Go ahead. Okay. I'll wait. I don't think. I honestly don't think he is. I might not have saved his the number, The answer is No. If you, well, somebody I mean, as big as Carlos Correa, you think he's not the biggest? He wouldn't be the biggest guy on my phone. Get out of here, man. Let me look. Can I guess who the biggest person in your phone is? Carlos Correa, Jamie Carroll, Jared Carabas, Matt Chapman, <laughs> Jesse Chavez, Chris Archer, Jimmy Clausen, Colin Calgill. He's not. Jesse Crane. A lot of big leaders in there. By the way, you knew a minute ago when I asked the question whether or not he I was didn't because you said, didn't he give you yes, your number you in Minnesota? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe he did. We did have a nice chat. We were hanging all, all the whole time. Why do you don't, you don't you know believe what? me? Why would I lie to you? We'll have a phone off one time. We'll see how we do with each other's phones. Here's the thing. I have so many people's numbers and I hate it. I and I only talk to like four people. So <laughs> I'm serious. A couple group chats and my wife is about all I talk to. Oh my God. Before we get out of here on the uh, YouTube and the podcast side of things, Dodgers end up getting it done. Max Muncie, a couple more homers up there in San Francisco. My God, the Giants should just trade for him. Doesn't matter whether they play Max Muncie, just so that they don't have to face him up in San Francisco, two multi-homer games up there. Jeez. But the big deal was Taylor Rogers didn't record it out, walked all four guys he faced. And then he threw his glove out in the trash can. Have you ever seen something like this? And what were your thoughts? First of all, I love Taylor Rogers. He's an incredible person. Very funny. And this kind of like, doesn't surprise me. I feel like it kind of goes along with his personality Four consecutive batters, obviously not happy with it, Chris. And it's not his fault. It's the glove's fault. There's no doubt about that. So throw that thing away. I've done stuff like this uh, quite a bit, man, where you uh, just feel like it ain't working. So you got to change it up. I take, I've taken my batting gloves, my um, bat, and just said, here, just take these. If I would give them away to a fan, I wouldn't throw them away. So like, I feel like he probably went I bet you he went back and got the glove or someone got the glove out for him and was like, Hey man, like let's do something different with this, not throw it away. Um, but it's a great visual. And like I said, it really kind of matches his personality because he's sneaky funny, which is great. Except I really wanted to see him like spaz out on top of it. It was just so nice. It was like, he was putting a, uh, a tray away when you go and eat somewhere, you know, and you're like, okay, I'll just put the tray away nicely. Here you go. I'll help you out. I wanted to see him go and fire that freaking piece of leather into the trash can. Like some of the most hilarious moments over the last decade or decade and a half. Remember Ted Lilly? Was it in the playoff game where he gave up the home run and he slammed his mitt down on? He was so pissed off the minute, like the minute the yeah. ball left the bat, 
He slammed it down. I think that was out in Arizona or something. Uh, Cliff Lee, who eventually won a Cy Young for my Cleveland team. I think it was up in Toronto where he pitched shitty and they pulled him out of the game and he fired his mitt like 30 rows into the stands. Just <laughs> threw it into the, you know, like, I love stuff like that. This one, though, he was just so sweet. He was like, it was like go. he was recycling. Tell me that's his personality. Sneaky, funny, yeah. quiet. And, you know, when he says something, you're like, oh, man, what's up? I imagine it's been a tough road for him. Neither of his stops last year in San Diego nor Milwaukee were great. His save numbers were good in San Diego, but overall his metrics weren't good. And then the stop in Milwaukee, not good. He ended up getting a good deal. I'm happy for him, but he's got to get back going because he just hasn't hasn't been the same guy we saw during a really good run in Minnesota. Yeah, he'll work though. That's the one thing. Like you put him with the Giants and what they can do with development and and finding you know what people do uh, their positives. Like he'll he'll put the work in. So I I don't doubt that he'll have some sort of bounce back from this. Cool. All right, man. Uh, you're back at it uh, on talking baseball on Friday, and then we are doing the same thing here on baseball today. Everybody, continue to love watching the game. We'll see if we're talking about our first Rays loss of the year on Friday's show or if we're talking about a record or, oh, it's going to be fun. Got a lot of good stuff. So for our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the always entertaining Trevor Plouffe as well, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Friday on Baseball Today. Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours.